Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and we have a special guest today to talk about the challenges users face with enterprise search and some steps this particular company has taken to make search better for users. Search architect Bob Bashand, welcome to Shared Insights. Thanks, Pete. Glad to be here. I, I'm hoping we can start off with a bit of a primer, Bob. We're now we're not going to use the name of your company today, and we really want to talk about your experiences uh, personally in dealing with some of these, uh, some of the tools that you're using. But I'm hoping you can tell us just a little bit about your organization to set the context for us and our conversation, and some of the characteristics that make it a challenging environment for enterprise search. Sure. Um, we we are primarily a SharePoint based organization as far as CRM. So majority of our content is within SharePoint. Uh, SharePoint is is very focused on doing SharePoint sort of things and integration and uh, bringing in other content sources and the they're you know deviating from their approach um, can be very very challenging. And and as a you're not a small organization as a Fortune 100 company uh, in professional services you've you you have the challenges of many users to deal with needing to do more than just CRM. Okay, can you talk a little bit about the challenges uh, that that the environment poses in making SharePoint talk to uh, to these outside services? So we have many many different um, content sources. We call them content sources. But there, there are other other technologies that um, house uh, the other content. So we have a lot of different integration points. So we need the flexibility of crawling uh, multiple different technologies. We even have the complexity of uh, different apps that actually push content to us, and then we crawl it from the file system. Um, so there, there, there is a lot of content from different places. Uh, there's many different uh, types of users from 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 all across the world that uh, want to look at the content in many different ways, from a, a country focus versus a business focus versus a an industry focus. There's a lot of complexities there, especially around relevancy and making it very very user specific. So let's talk a little bit about some of the specific technologies that you have that you're you're working on. In addition to SharePoint, I understand you're working uh, with Elasticsearch. Elasticsearch was pr- kind of brought in for the applications that needed to have search capabilities, but the application didn't want that content to be in SharePoint. We had had it there before, and there was there was some complexities in that as far as you know the, the crawls to get it in into SharePoint. And we found that putting up an elastic cluster was much more simple to maintain and then also made it a lot easier for us to kind of separate the concerns between them and what they wanted as far as relevancy is concerned for their users. How do you manage having both of these sort of, I, I'd say, dueling result sets from a user perspective? How do you handle consolidation when uh, when users sit down at their at their machines and, and want to access these sort of conflicting data sets? Right. So, so the, the complexities are in and around the, you know, having different content sources and bringing them in now. The complexity comes, when, especially when you add in SharePoint Online, is that now you have set these separate indexes. In our case, you can see that there's at least three here. And how do you bring them in into some sort of meaningful way? And and that's where uh, kind of what we were looking around, and there really isn't anything that can do that uh, out of the box or uh, from a lot of different um, you know vendors. Uh, we found that uh, BA Insight did help a lot with connectors and uh, auto classifier to help us kind of bring that into so we can have a, a contiguous index. 
in our preparation for our conversation, you classify these as quick wins. Let's, let's talk first about auto classifier. Why is that a, a quick win for you? Auto classifier helps us in, in our metadata tagging. Within metadata tagging, if you're familiar, there's many different taxonomies or basically items that you need to tag the to content to make it more relevant to the user. What this lets us do, it lets us, without having to do deployments or any, any sort of code release, to tag this content as it's crawled into the index, and then it allows us to focus on the user. That's the biggest win. Prior to this, we had a, we had a, a vendor solution that was Java-based, and for us to actually do these taxonomy updates, we had to do a full release, which means we had to do a deployment in all of our environments, which you can see is, is would be very complex and would take a, take a lot of time and coordination. And actually, with some cases, invoke downtime. What Auto Classifier allows us to do is focus on the tagging for so that the user gets a better user experience uh, rather than uh, focus on the deployment. Do you have a sense uh, of uh, memory of sort of the experience of users when they when they start seeing the results of having Auto Classifier uh, at work? Once you know, once you bring in and you start, you know, the, this these tagging, you know, get the the complex tagging down, and you can actually iterate through that quickly. Uh, they start seeing the results, um, much much more relevant results to them. They are they're able to, um, you know, they become more personalized. Um, personalization is kind of going to be a focus in the future, and we're kind of taking the first step towards that to be more personalized. But in, in, in the main, in the in you know, in the main piece here is is that we really really helps us um, be able to ensure that the taxonomy, the right taxonomy for the right person is in place. That's uh, probably the best way to to characterize that. Yeah. Right. And and that they too, I imagine, see it as a win. I mean, they're, I imagine they're experiencing the benefits, the efficiencies of, of faster results, more more intelligent results. That's got to be a, a a great win when uh, you know they're just trying to do the jobs. Right. Yeah. So in the future, uh, this is going to be used for, to leverage quite a bit more. Um, I, I just I like the flexibility. So it has multiple pipelines. We can do multiple things, and they and they are tightly integrated in the connectors, so that we. We can do um, you know, some very complex um, uh, tagging and complex uh, even targeting. Well, and that's you, you catalog connectors as another quick win. And I imagine this goes into being able to create something more out of SharePoint search uh, than you would get out of the box. How are connectors at work for you? Well, connectors are a way to get to the, what I was talking prior to, different technologies and bringing them into, into SharePoint in this specific case. But... But also, when I talk about targets, you can actually target uh, Elasticsearch with the connector, or both, or even you know flat files or, or, or database tables. So this 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 is just one piece of the flexibility. Um, one of the quick wins is that, uh, as everybody knows, Microsoft is going in the SharePoint Online. Kind of everything is going to to their Office 365 SharePoint Online uh, solution, which is which is fine, and that and that's. You know that's kind of where everybody is is moving, but um, we have found that there's a lot of 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 those applications or content sources that are not going there very quickly, and it could be years before they get there. In some cases, due to privacy and residency um, issues, they may not ever get there. So, what it's very important for us to have a contiguous index on premise, so that using the SharePoint Online Connector, we can bring any content that's gone to SharePoint Online back back on premise 
and, and the users are still able to see one contiguous index instead of being fragmented. How is GDPR impacting your work? Well, right now we're kind of in the discovery phase of that. Um, but obviously this is going to become uh, a much larger uh, conversation um, in the field and in and around tagging. Um, I, I do think that uh, for metadata tagging, that 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 specific scenario in EU is going to be is going to be huge. So we can we can tag content that would actually be categorized that way, and then also we can obviously search on it and be able to report off of that as a first step in that whole process. And and I think that. That's just the beginning of it. Uh, it, it. It sounds like actually some of the implementation around, you know, auto classifier and connectors might uh, further assist you in making, you know, in navigating these, the, the waters of the EU regulatory changes. Yes. And, and, that, and that's why I talk about flexibility is, is that it's very hard to find products that um, don't offer the flexibility. They're kind of like, you know, for this niche or this point, it's a point solution where I can do this thing very well and I don't do anything else. But what this allows us to mm-hmm. do is be able to be flexible and then grow. Um, we're going to be, you know, moving into much larger areas in the future. And uh, these connectors allow us to really be flexible in how we, we, we design our products and then how, also how we maintain them over time. So let's talk about what you want to do over time. Uh, share a little bit of your vision of what you want to do uh, as you evolve enterprise search for the organization. Sure. So we, we in our vision is is in and around cognitive search. Um, I also back this up, and I, hopefully um, I, I'm able to to kind of influence it this way in in the future. But I really do have a crawl, walk, run. Um, view of, of, of some sort of uh, cognitive searches because it, it can be very complex and uh, to go in and try to hit a home run the first time around is is going to be difficult. So what we're doing is that we're looking at it, okay, what are the, the first and second and third steps that we can do to to work ourselves into this because we, we do uh, need to first really understand what the requirements are, which is, is somewhat difficult because uh, the irony is everybody wants what's in Google or what Watson has, but they really can't say, okay, from your business perspective, what does you want from that? Um, so it's kind of my job to try to bridge that gap. And that's why I always refer to the, the you know, the crawl, walk, run scenario. Um, I really do like what, um, how Forrester characterizes this, where they they really have this ramp of four different ways to approach it, where it's keyword search, semantic search, contextual search, and then you you can move on from cognitive search from there. And what that means is that you, from a semantic point of view, after you obviously have a well um, metadata tagged index, is that you can work in the, the natural language processing scenario and the semantic scenarios and really come up with uh, a way of of helping to understand the intent of the user and then also giving what we call an answer to what they may be looking for like Google does. Like Google does. That's the the Google Amazon problem. Everybody wants what they have after hours at home. And uh, Exactly. Yeah, right. I imagine that's a significant challenge. Specifically, when you think about your users, uh, what are the problems that are, that are uh, the challenges, I should say, that are keeping you uh, up and uh, processing at night? What keeps you up at night in, in terms of the next stage of development? Uh, uh, in your enterprise search efforts? So the, the first step would be always understand the intent of the user. So what is the user looking for? 
So with a combination of machine learning and semantic and natural language processing, we'd be able to accomplish that. The difficulty is, is obviously not necessarily in technology, but understanding the users first, then understanding the, the question or the, the phrase that they've actually uh, given us. So there'd be parsing involved, the semantics, syntactic part of that. But then also, how do I take that and turn that into a query against what we would call, you know, a graph like like Google has. So, you know, what is what are, what are they actually looking for? Mm-hmm. Is there any business entities in there that uh, may be helpful? And then, how can I transform that in, into a query against a graph that we would design to, you know, in and around our business? One of the things that I would uh, I would share is is that. Uh, don't get caught up in the hype of all the different black, I call them black boxes, but the, the solutions out there that promise you everything. Uh, concentrate on what your users need, uh, what your business wants, and then really look for the technologies kind of to help you bring that together and then create the solution that meets your business need, not necessarily what somebody goes to a conference and sees a demonstration and says, that's what we should do. That's kind of the way I look at things. There's not one size fits all the, out there. The shiny conference scenario. That's very dangerous waters. Very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Very dangerous. Well, thank you, uh, Bob. Thank you again so much for your time and attention for representing uh, the work that you do and the and the tools from BA Insight that you are, are using. We sure appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and attention. Uh, on behalf of Bob Bashand, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.